so there's two parents. Now, these aren't just any regular parents, though. They've, they've got a really cool uniqueness to them. The father was born in Burundi in Africa, and the parents choose to, to send their daughter, who's never been to Africa before, to Rwanda. Oh, and she has to fly there by herself. Although she's going to stay with her aunt, she's really been thrown into the deep end. In this episode, you've just got to go for the full send. I'm Emma Eidsvog, and I like watching TV, going out to eat with my friends, and writing my name over and over again in cursive. I'm Annalise Rakose, and I like reading nonfiction, traveling, and experiencing different ways of life, and writing and composing music. And I'm Ben Martin. I like cameras, fitness, and Korean cuisine. So let's get started uh, by talking with uh, Emma Eidsvog and her story called I Don't Know Why I'm So Distracted All the Time. I hope someone has their camera ready for the day that I get my life together. It'll be a momentous occasion and there will be a celebration in the heavens. Maybe that day will be my wedding day or when I land my dream job traveling the world and writing stories that matter and possibly even make a difference. But for now, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do some people actually have some sort of grasp on their lives? I'm just sitting at one of those individual desks in the upper level of the library, attempting to do my homework. It has these tiny walls so I don't get distracted from the endless scrolling on Instagram that I need to do every five minutes. I don't know if there's Vespers tonight. Canceled plans give me a thrill like no other. They mean I have more time to do my homework, like I haven't had enough. Like I haven't sat staring at my laptop for the last 20 minutes searching for the worship schedule and to see if we have class on President's Day. I have no clue what President's Day is, but I feel like it should be honored by a day off for students to reflect on our president's significance. It's a sign of respect and vital to our patriotism and vital to my sanity because I don't know if I can handle another week of this. I'm so, I'm so behind in my assignments and everything else. The only thing I'm not behind in is ballet. But even that has an exam in three weeks I could be studying for. And now there's a guy. Why did this have to happen? I keep thinking about him. But what's funny is, I've almost completely forgotten what he looks like. I have pictures of him, but he looks so different in person. Cuter in person, I keep telling people, but do I believe it? Yes, I do. Because he's not afraid to laugh at himself or at my awful anti-jokes. And because he holds my hand and opens the door for me and buys me dinner saying, for you it's worth it. And he likes my smile. He keeps saying that. But I don't have time to think about this. I feel so stupid. I don't even know what I don't know. All I know is I don't have time to feel this way. The endless assignments disappear as I think about what the future holds, who I'm going to be, who I'll be with, or if I even like this boy that I swear never uses the right your when he texts me. I'm afraid that I'm wasting his time, but I still spend time with him. Maybe it is worth it. If I didn't think so, would I still be with him? No, I don't think I would. Then I get scared when I think about all the money I'm spending at this prestigious university where I can leave my backpack unattended anywhere and walk to any class without leaving the building. But I still request loans each year, hoping that it is truly worth it. Is it worth it? If I didn't think so, would I still be here? No, I don't think I would. Clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. 
but I'm doing it anyways. And here I am typing away for another 10 minutes instead of reading an article in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. And oh my word, I need to watch this Kobe Bryant video right now. So I, I really love the, the overall tone uh, that this piece has. And I think just to hone in specifically, like I can definitely relate with when you cancel plans, mm-hmm. just getting that thrill and like, oh, I got so much time. But I guess where where we differ is you get ex- you do homework when you cancel plans and you have like that freed up space. So can you, you enjoy doing homework? Yeah, I feel like I just get relieved like, oh, I have all this time to do my homework. But then I don't actually do it. There we <laughs> just go. like procrastinate. So I don't love doing homework, but I, I like feeling like I have time to do it. Oh, yeah, I, I get that. Okay. Yeah, I think when I was listening to what you were saying, one of my biggest questions was, what do you feel like is an arrival point for having it all together? Because I think that for all of us, it's so easy to um, have all of these different life goals, but... Do you think that there's like an arrival point in your mind that you're set on of when you're going to have it all together or when you're going to stop questioning, like, do I have this all together? I guess I just assume once I get a job, I'll have it all together. Or if I get married or have a family, then my life will come to that arrival point. But honestly, it's probably never going to get there. And, you know, it's just going to keep changing. But you just got to go with it. The full send. Mm So I think with the with the style that this was you know written in the, the I don't know kind of format, um, I'm wondering if if it's meant to be more of a, a vulnerability thing and kind of admittance of like oh I don't I don't know what's going on or um, if you're talking about kind of um, pointing to the fact that no one really knows what they're doing and kind of revealing that what is what did you have in mind when you were writing. Yeah, I definitely think I was trying to be more vulnerable myself and admit those things, but I think when we look around and see others, and I'm sure no one knows what they're doing most of the time. Oh, for sure, yeah. And we just kind of got to go for it anyway, and I don't know, there's, there's, it's good that we're not trying to be perfect and just kind of be real with each other, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's moments like these that allow for the for the imperfections and that yeah. really welcome them. I, I appreciate that. Okay, so the next story is Annalise's story, and it's called Long Overdue. Although I had waited 22 years to go on this trip of a lifetime, I could barely feel the bones in my back anymore, let alone stand up straight. 20 hours in the air tends to do that to a person. I had made the journey from my home in Minneapolis, Minnesota, all the way to Rwanda, a small country in South Central Africa. When we had finally landed, I began to question why I decided to make this back-breaking journey, but those thoughts were soon overshadowed by the promise of meeting my Aunt Mabella for the very first time. My parents had randomly decided to send me to my dad's home country when we had originally been trying to budget a trip um, to go back to Amsterdam for a family wedding. 
we came to realize that it wasn't in the cards for all of us to go. So my dad came up with the wild idea of just sending me to Rwanda instead. I was 21 years old at the time, and I had never stepped foot in Africa before. Although through the stories that my dad told me as a child, I felt like I had I had finally arrived there, and it was going to um, it was going to feel like stepping into a dream when I finally got there. My parents had originally wanted to send me to Burundi, which is right below Rwanda and is where my dad was born and raised. But because of governmental instability, they decided that Rwanda was the next best place for me to go. I was excited to experience this side of my story, to experience my dad's culture, to meet family I had never seen before, and to spend two whole months there just exploring the land. Um, but at the same time, I, I couldn't help but feel an unease about going by myself. My dad hadn't been there. Um, he hadn't been back home since he left in 1995 on a printing scholarship through the place that he was working at at the time. Um, and in that same year, a genocide broke out in Burundi, and it was unsafe for him to return, so he stayed in Canada as a refugee. He hadn't seen his sister, Mabella, in 23 years. Um, and during that time when he was away, his parents and other siblings had passed away, and just friends and family lost to the genocide that happened. And here I was, just walking into this place with only a month to prepare, not feeling at all ready for this experience. Uh, I didn't know if I should be feeling selfish or honored to be able to come before my parents got to come back. Um, but I settled in my heart that I would soak up every moment and try to bring as much back for them as I could. My thoughts were all over the place as I sat on this plane that had either become a part of my body or broken it from sitting for so long. Um, but soon enough, we were walking out of the airplane and... Um, where I expected a jetway that would lead us back to the airport. There were just stairs leading us to the ground and people escorting us to the airport. Um, I remember looking around and trying to get a sense of what Rwanda looked like, and all I could see were really tall trees and dark sky. I vividly remember being shocked by the smell of something burning, and I found out later it was because in Rwanda they burn all their trash. <laughs> As we get closer to the airport, I remember panicking, thinking about going through customs because I didn't have time to get a visa before coming, and if they really wanted to send me back, they could. But that fear was soon discounted because as soon as I handed over my passport and the letter that my aunt um, had left with me, welcoming me to her house and the $30 for the visa, they let me in. <laughs> Everything from that point on was a blur. Waiting for my luggage at the one terminal that they had felt like wasted time because I had finally arrived. And both my aunt Mabella and my great aunt Louise were right outside of those automatic double doors waiting for me. As I walked out of them, I remember seeing so many different families holding posters um, and welcoming their families back home. I scanned the crowd for a familiar face, but was interrupted by someone calling my name. As I turned around, I was met by Louise, who I had last seen in Amir, Belgium, about three years ago. I remember being ecstatic to see her and reaching out to give her a hug, but she directed me to an unfamiliar face that had come with her, and I immediately knew who it was. She looked just like the photos I had been shown when I was younger, and I was right in thinking it was going to feel like stepping into a dream because as I embraced her in a hug for the first time, it was hard to process that I was here and that she was real. But the following weeks would settle so much in my mind, and things I didn't understand about my dad, both little and big, um, would come to make a lot more sense. Things like why he would make his coffee taste like gasoline or why he ate mayonnaise with every single meal or um, certain expressions that he would use that Mabella would replicate to a T. It was a journey that was long overdue, and I did find out how much, um, how much of an honor it was to go and experience it. One, two, ready.
Uh. Wow. I think that was really powerful mm-hmm. and uh, really well written. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I thought it was super cool because you were able to focus in on the airport, and I think that really emphasized the reveal of Aunt Mabella. Yeah. Um, but how was how was Rwanda? Like, uh, oh, how wow. did the, how did the trip go and, and all that? Yeah. So it was a two month trip. Um, <sighs> it was a lot different than what I expected. It was so beautiful, but the wor- it's like a different world over there, and everyone is so much more just like chillaxed than we are <laughs> in America. So like staying at your home and doing nothing for a whole day is like normal because you can. <sighs> and so I'm just like, I want to get out of here and look around and discover new mm-hmm. places, but there's like a ton of security, so it's kind of hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to meet so much family and I was able to see a lot of places and I actually ended up going to Burundi halfway through which was like a wild experience but yeah it was really cool was your dad jealous of that? Yes, he was. <laughs> my dad was so for sending me to Burundi, but my mom was the one who was like, I don't want you to go, but my dad Protective, wanted yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you had mentioned like wanting to bring something back from your trip to your parents. Yeah. Like, what do you feel like you brought back to them? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in a physical sense, I took so many photos. Yeah. Um, and videos just of family but I think you know whenever my dad whenever I was younger and my dad was recounting memories to me about what it was like it was kind of fun to be able to go there and um, just like soak up all of these memories and then be that storyteller for him that he was for me when I was younger so wow yeah that's really cool yeah sweet so next we have Ben and his story is called Peeking Into American Ninja Warrior yes okay there I stood alone in the holding area beneath the stage. I could see the flashing lights, the shiny obstacles, and the masses of stadium rows filled by the audience. I was blown away by how small I seemed in comparison. But wait a minute, that's that's exactly the problem, I thought to myself. I was completely unseen and hidden from the eyes of the world, a rookie with a name that held no significance. I longed to change that and earn my place among the American Ninja Warrior legends. I looked to my right, making eye contact with the producer as he gave me a thumbs up and a head nod. I inhaled deeply and could feel the anxiety grip my stomach. I stepped onto the stage and was immediately hit with a wave of amnesia. Every step, turn, and move that I'd rehearsed five minutes ago had left my short-term memory, and fortunately for my body, I went into autopilot. I stepped forward and did a corkscrew flip, landing it perfectly. My acrobatic performance was met with applause and excitement from the audience. The swirling thoughts inside of my head had finally quieted, and I was ready to go show the world what I could do. Three, two, one, go. I launched forward from the starting platform and quickly got through the first obstacle, the shrinking steps. I embarked confidently on the next obstacle, but quickly lost my footing and slammed my midsection into the swinging door of the lunatic ledges. Oh crap, I thought to myself, this is where 20 people before me have fallen in the water, and no one who's made a stupid mistake like this has made it past this obstacle. This was it. My run was over. But I gave it everything I had and continued to miraculously just dismount from the most awkward position. By divine intervention, my whole body managed to get on the landing pad and the audience went wild. 
After that unexpected save, I felt invigorated, as if I had just taken seven espresso shots. The next obstacle, the barrel roll, was going to be a walk in the park for me, since it involved flying through the air and swinging from one spinning barrel to the other. I had rehearsed this plenty of times in my training. I powered through the third obstacle without a problem, and the audience wowed in excitement as I soared with incredible airtime. Next up was balance, and no matter how good or bad a ninja is, balance is always a 50-50 shot. National champions have taken falls on simple balance obstacles, while people who can't even hang on for more than a minute have waltzed through. I didn't know what to expect. The broken bridge featured seven hanging triangles that can tilt in all directions once you bear weight on them. And to make it worse, they're all scattered at different heights to throw off your balance. However, I realized that the longer I took to overthink about it, the more likely I would be to mess up. So with that, I launched myself forward, taking quick steps and keeping my weight in front of me. And although I landed on my rear end, I managed to speed through it, which left one obstacle closer to hitting my first buzzer on American Ninja Warrior. I rushed towards the fifth obstacle, the lightning bolts. This brutal obstacle had over a 50% fall rate, but I was too determined to care. I launched off the trampoline, caught the bar resting on the side of moving cradles, and I popped off, taking the bar with me and flew forward, repeating this three times and securing a perfect dismount. I sprinted towards the warped wall with a huge grin on my face. I got up with ease on my first attempt. I climbed up and I slammed my hands on the buzzer, stretching my arms out in pure victory. That's such a cool story. I feel like I'm there, like, watching it all go down. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you said, like, you were kind of going in autopilot, like, right Mm -hmm. away. Did you have to, like, watch the tapes again to even, like, write this story? Like, how did you, like, remember all these details and everything? Yeah, so... When I when I finished the course and uh, I was doing like the interviews, I had just completely forgotten like what had all happened, yeah. and it was like it just happened in a split second, um, and it kind of just flashed by. Unfortunately, they don't give us the recordings of it, and oh. my run was only like a twenty second feature, so they just showed mm-hmm. uh, split clips of it. Um, and I wish I had gotten someone to record it, but they're pretty they're pretty sticklers about that. But I think it just. I don't know. The, the a, m- a month later was really when I was able to remember it um, really clearly and to, to think about it and reflect about it. I guess my question is, how long did it take you to train for this, or have you had you been training your whole life? And um, was this always something, or like for how long had it been that you were like, I need to do this? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I've always like known about the show, um, okay. and as a kid, I kind of like. You know, fantasize about being on and whatever. Uh, I never, I never really trained for it until I got a job in 2019 as a as a youth coach for Ninja Warrior. Okay. Um, and so I guess having that impact on kids really motivated me to myself yeah. to train and, and go for this. Uh, and with I don't know, just miraculously, I got uh, I got on the very first time I applied. Wow. So I just sent them off my video and application, and they gave me the call. That's so cool. Yeah. Sorry. I'll go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Were there, like, uh, things that you did growing up to make you want to pursue this or, like, things of similar nature that you did growing up as a kid? Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of, like, parkour. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I've been doing that for, like, uh, I think seven years. I've, okay. I've trained pretty pretty hard with that. And then I switched mostly to Ninja just because my body couldn't couldn't take it, like, the joints and all that. But yeah. I definitely did have that, that upbringing of, of being active and... It's kind of similar to Ninja. 
Cool. Yeah. So, what's your next step after American Ninja Warrior? Like, <laughs> what's next for you? Yeah. Well, um, I I already applied this year, and the calls are currently going out. So, fingers wow. crossed that I get another one and get another chance to to get to national finals. And I think just continuing through competing, um, and really the community of it's so strong uh, locally. So that's that's really how I've fallen in love with it. So cool. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, what have we learned today? Uh, I think for me, despite all these these crazy and, and super cool, diverse experiences that we as young people have, um, we still just don't know. And it's likely that we'll never figure out how to navigate life as we live in this constantly changing world. But I think what's really grounding and what's beautiful is that we can find comfort in being able to relate to others in in that unique way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think we also need to like take the experiences that come to us and um, just go for it. Like our our theme is full send. Exactly. Just go for it. <laughs> Whether it's American Ninja Warrior or Africa, just like experience life to the fullest. I think is the best thing we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree with both of those things. I think too, just from both of your guys' stories, I am reminded that there's so many different expectations for us that people are trying to either put on us or encourage us to do. But we also are super diverse in the things that we love and the things that we're running after. And just to be encouraged and being able to obviously take advice from other people and you know let that influence us in a way that encourages us, but also not be afraid to run after the the things that we love that other people might not understand or something like that. So mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I, I don't want to be cocky, but good luck finding another podcast group like this that's more diverse because <laughs> right. these are some really cool stories from you guys. Yeah. Well, we want to thank some people for helping us out on this Modern Story podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, a huge thanks to Nick Swedland and Alyssa Tay for building the podcast studio and giving us access to it, allowing us to use it. Uh, Thanks to Sam Mulberry, Emma Harville, Abby Pouts, and the two Emmas for showing us how to do a live podcast. And thanks to the writers who inspired our stories. And we uh, we should thank each other for the edits and the critiques. Look out for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast. And be sure to catch some of the previous episodes if you haven't checked those out. And don't forget to throw these episodes on a 10-hour loop so that Mulberry can monetize it. (laughs) Thanks for listening.